everybody, welcome to episode 202, aka 202, of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson, aka Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, excited to be here today to... You live here. Well, in the in the digital sense. Sure. You know, the audio sense here. Excited to be in your ear holes and talk uh-huh. about things we're going to talk about today. So <clears throat> we were supposed to have a guest um, and we had everything lined up. But uh, last night she got called on set because somebody got sick. So she had to yep. take over. Um, and so we are going to talk to her later on in the month um, when we rescheduled. So not not quite a bust. We'll still get to talk to her, yeah. but um, it's just going to take a little bit longer. So I guess instead we will talk about the fact that uh, you forced me to go see Doctor Strange and, yeah. and we've watched some other things. And so I guess we'll talk about that, whatever. Your health be damned. We're going to see this movie. Yeah. Like, I don't know that any like any movie is worth getting COVID, obviously, but um, I really hope it's not on a Marvel movie. Yeah. It's just that just stings. That's just a little extra sting for me, I I think. Yeah. Um. But before before that, I just want to continue on our AMC rant because it seems to be like a national pastime for us to yep. talk about how shit this theater is. Um, exhibit A, um, to no fault of their own, the seats sold out pretty early on. Uh, were selling out, rather. And so we were forced to sit. So this is Dolby only, obviously. this It's the only theater that we'll jam. sit in because we're bougie like that. But Well, and you're further away from people. Dolby, um, we've never sat in the last row. We've sat in the row. We usually sit in the row right before the last row. Yeah. Uh, but this time, there all of those were taken. And so we had to go into the back row. Um, if you are in one of the corner seats, like the furthest to the right or left of the projector... Mm-hmm. Um, you're screwed if you're not tall because the bar, they have like some weird like partition bar there. A safety bar. That, sort. for what though? Like yeah. you can walk through any other part. You'd still risk falling on other people anywhere else. I don't yeah. get it. So you don't climb up on the projection or something, which would actually make it easier because you can climb yeah. up on the bar. Yeah. There's no reason for that to be there. Um, But it is. And for somebody like myself, who is shorter, there's basically just this, it's in, constantly in your periphery because it literally pops into the right corner yeah. of the screen. So that's why sucks. they don't angle that. Or know. just get rid of it. Yeah. Um, also, the seats aren't um, as high up as the other seats. Like that last row doesn't sit as high from the other rows to, to one another because yeah. I could see people's heads at the bottom of the screen and I've never been able to see that when we sat lower. Yeah. So that was like strike two. And then strike three, the whole faceplate to my panel on the yeah. recliner was fucking missing. And so obviously, you know, being the genius that I am, uh, I was able to look at what circles meant on yours and it was like, yeah. okay, this is the back and this is the foot. But it's still like, worked. wow, no. really? Yeah. Uh, it just, I mean, 30 something bucks when all is said and done after your fees and everything. And it's like the seats kind of broken and actually my seat didn't recline all the way so like that last row the seats weren't um yeah they're kind of like they were all off yeah right so like in the row they're all completely even where in this like one would be pushed forward a little bit more than the other one so everybody was kind of it's like it was like a, a a mouth of busted teeth yeah 
We were just like all over the place. Oh, and then strike four, they didn't turn the fucking lights off. This is the third time this has happened when we've gone to see a film in the Dolby Cinema that we have sat through all of the trailers and at one time even part of the movie with the lights on because clearly nobody goes into that room to make sure everything's like copacetic and like we're good to go. Mm -hmm. Um, They just hit their button and they walk out and all the lights are on. Yeah. So I had to run down to grab a manager to be like, hi, lights. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What's going on here? Um, The second part of the expense for that was totally on us because we were the idiots that bought the Doctor Strange popcorn box for 25 fucking dollars. Just, it's basically a plastic cube. Yeah. It doesn't even do anything. They couldn't even make that shit light up. Yeah. It does nothing. It doesn't glow in the dark. That would have been an easy. Yeah. You know, you could have you could have done something here. Yeah. Um, the only smart thing we did was ask them to put the popcorn separate because I didn't want to clean grease out of that container. So I was like, can you just give us the container and then put the popcorn that we are never going to finish eating because it's just. It's so much. But so much. The thing with popcorn is, is I don't I'm not a big fan of popcorn. I like popcorn, but it's like, why the fuck am I still eating it? <laughs> you know, just like. <laughs> You just keep eating it. And it's like, what What am I doing? Yeah. It's got to be the sodium. We actually know. ate it. We were eating it. Before the movie even started, we were like, we're done. And I put it down, which is disgusting. I know. Um, and then we wound up eating it again towards the end. I was like, I hope nothing crawled through this. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's unsatisfactory and addictive for some reason. Yeah. I like, like caramel corn. But you're yeah. not as big into that. Um, I could probably like eat a bunch of, that in kettle corn. Like I could mm. eat a crap ton kettle of that. Corn, yeah. But I just don't like the movie theater popcorn is just so ugh. It's always stale and it's gross. And yeah. I'm not even putting that motor oil on it that they offer you for free now. Here you can put all the motor oil you want on it. Oh yeah. gee, thanks. Um, yeah. So just the the whole AMC experience was a bust, and I'm like, this is. This is probably not a good direction to go in when you're trying to get people to come back. Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to go back. I don't care what it is. I would rather drive further and try another theater somewhere else. But like, it's unfortunate because AMC is like a good 25 minutes from us. So we could get there pretty quick. Yeah. But now I'm having to look at theaters that are like 45 minutes, an hour away, possibly, to just get a nicer environment i don't know man yeah. it's just really disappointing that they are charging it was good so for like much. a year yeah when it first came out but like anything else you know you can't give us nice things and everybody broke and things. every single cup holder is disgusting because those those yeah. kids that clean it they don't care and i can't blame them because it's just a part-time job but they don't give a shit they're paid shit and they're treated they're like shit, shit. Treated when they like walk shit. into that theater and people literally just threw their garbages their Everywhere. garbage on the chick garbages plural I'll just threw it everywhere. Like I don't, I don't understand as an adult how you can have the gall to like stand up, the lights are on, and then just throw your shit on the chair and <laughs> walk out. Yeah. Ver- there's a garbage can right outside the door. It's like hold yeah. it, throw it out. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's a, yeah, it's like the cart thing, right? Yeah. It's like nobody's gonna arrest you if you leave your garbage there, but it's just nice to not do it. So of course people will just not do it. It's just it's I don't know. <clears throat> It's cringy to me. I just can't, I can't imagine having that type of like, uh, just that audacity of just like being like, I'll just throw this shit here for somebody else to pick up. 
somebody say it's their job like no it's their job to pick up those stray kernels that they don't expect you to get on your hands and knees and pick up but not like whole yeah. cups and garbage that you just left there yeah and then you're going to bring outside food which i do but you're going to have the audacity to leave all the wrappers for that the outside food yeah the outside food um anyway that was just my little rant amc you suck i'm sorry like i just know yeah. there's no nice way to put it you're charging way too much money for shit yeah just complete garbage anyway we saw dr strange we did go cool. ahead i all mean right. it's your this this I, i'm i'm riding along on the back seat of your melt sir well, I I enjoyed the film. Well, do you want to give any information on the film like sure. I usually do when I talk about a movie? Yeah, I mean, I guess I can. <laughs> like, you wanted to see this movie. You yeah. have to, as if people don't know the ins and outs of it. I mean, they do, but you still want to say like, oh, maybe somebody didn't know who directed this and yeah. that would make some kind of a difference. Yeah, so uh, Doctor Strange uh uh, in the multiverse of madness mm-hmm. was directed by sam raimi of course um written by michael waldron um young guy actually he's done some like rick and morty and we got benedict uh, comfort snatch he did, he did loki and stuff whatever uh the guy benedict cumberbatch comfort snatch yeah elizabeth olsen chewy chewy tell edgiafor uh, she would tell, I think. Yeah, I didn't say another Benedict Wong. I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's like Zycati Gomez. Is it with an X? Yeah. That's that can have an H sound. Yeah. So it's something like that. And then uh <laughs> Rachel McAdams and um a bunch of other people. But bunch of other people. <laughs> yeah. What well do you want me to list everybody that was in the movie? I'm just surprised you, that you stopped there and that, that there was okay, that's There's fine. Sheila Atom. No, and that's not Adam Hugel no, and not who I was talking about. Yeah, well we'll get to that. Don't worry. I got a whole rant. Yeah, but you don't you you're just gonna disrespect that's fine. No, I mean, it's no disrespect. I'm gonna give him his own section. So anyway. Get out of here. Um yeah, so I was excited about this film because obviously Sam Raimi, I'm a huge Sam Raimi fan. At the beginning of my quote-unquote career, he was a big influence uh, in... He almost got to work with his brother. I did. Well, I talked to his brother on the phone, um, and I almost did work with his brother, yeah, Ted. And so, um, anyway, so yeah, I was excited about it because it was like a more horror-esque thing, and you had Sam Raimi, and it's like, great, perfect. And so... Um, you know, and and I feel like it was, it was a really good movie. It wasn't like the best movie ever, but it was very good. Um, you know, top five probably, maybe Marvel movie. Jesus Christ, you were me. fucking easy to please, buddy. Well, there was just look. There, look. You say that about everything. Just so you know, I have guys, like twelve top five Paul movies. Whenever Paul says something's great, he's fucking lying. It's not, not true. true because you give that to everybody and you can't, that cannot be a genuine I didn't like response. every single Marvel movie. There's ones that I didn't like. You give that to everything. Everything's your top five movie. That it, it's That's not possible. I know. I have so like you can't actually fives. like something that much if yeah. you keep kiboshing the ones before it. Yeah. Lies. Yeah. Well, the, uh, you know, Doctor Strain, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch. Comfort Snatch. It did you know did his Doctor Strange thing? He's a good actor. He just you know didn't he win an Academy Award or was nominated for the not dog? not for that for the dog one, <laughs> not for Doctor Strange. Of the dog. And um, so he's a good actor. 
Elizabeth Olsen, I thought, did really well acting-wise. Um, and, uh, you know, we got to see Mr. Bruce Campbell, you know, in his Sam mm-hmm. Raimi um, <clears throat> cameo that he always has. And Sam Raimi tries to tries to beat the hell out of him every single time that he has to direct him. Well, in a, sp- in a very specific way. Yeah. And so, so yeah, basically, the film follows Doctor Strange as this character, America Ferrara, or Ree, Ferrari. That's a completely different actress. No, American, America something. America. Chavez. Chavez. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure she wasn't in the movie. Yeah, America Chavez. What movie were you watching, yeah. sir? And she has the ability to jump between multiverses and... She's in starts with her in one multiverse, and then she gets catapulted into our multi, our universe, and and then uh, Scarlet Witch wants her power so she can have her kids back, and then um, Doctor Strange has to stop it. Riveting. Sense a sense of the the film, and so yeah, I don't know. I thought I I thought it was well done, and. Um, exciting to watch and uh there was things in the trailer that weren't in the movie which is a pet peeve of mine but whatever um you think everything is exciting to watch though that's this is where it was exciting to watch for me to gauge what like a genuine response on how you actually feel about things because we have never no matter how bad the movie has been we've never walked out of any kind of marvel movie and you've gone I didn't really like that, or it was okay. You have never said that. You're always like, it was great. I loved it. It was great to watch. It was great to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Because these are my well, jam. They can't all equally be as good. That's just not possible. Um, but whatever. These are these are just my turn my brain off and enjoy the film. Yeah, but there's still, a, you still, there, there's still levels to that. There's still levels to it. But your response is always the same, <laughs> with the exception of like the few times you're like, Oh my God, so good. So you'll give some that are like, oh my God, so good. And then, but then everyone else gets the same response. And it's like, well, 17 movies can't be in your top five, dork. Yeah. Well, I'll, 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 I'll begin with, with the things that I just don't understand about that are things that may not have worked for me. And then I'll, and then I'll talk about all this. Is one I of them but... how you could just kill a man? <laughs> yeah. Come on, anybody? Yeah. Anybody? Are my peeps out there? Yeah. Hashtag 90s? Hashtag yeah. Sarpy's Hall? Anybody? Yeah. No? Okay. So, one of the things that bu- bugs me about every movie with special powers is that they're always inconsistent, right? Like, Scarlet Witch can lift up a whole entire mountain, but then she's going to fight somebody, and it's like, why don't you just make his limbs fall? You know what I mean? Like, there's a scene where she's fighting... Um, well, I don't know if you can make someone's limbs fall off. Maybe you could well, rip them when, apart. Like, right, when when she's fighting... Um, because it's a Marvel movie and they can't show anything cool. Right, but when she's fighting the Illuminati and um, uh, uh, Reed Richards and she just like takes them apart magically and then kills them and it's like, well, why don't you just do that to everybody? You know, like... Because they wouldn't be able to drag this out for right. two hours. So, but, that's, but that's not specific to this film. That's just something that all these films have because you have like you have um dr strange and then you have scarlet witch and then you have in this film a version of captain uh uh uh, uh, captain marvel Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And they all have these abilities, but at the end of the day, they're just shooting laser bolts at each other mm. and blocking them. And so um, that was just kind of like, I wanted to see, there was some interesting stuff, but I'd like to see power. I like it when they use powers interestingly you know marvel does a pretty solid job at finding cool ways for people to use their weapons or whatever and so um, well we've talked about how i've never invested in anything that involves magic because it automatically sort of degrades what other people are able to do that is more physical strength or extensive physical strength or whatever like once you start involving magic nothing 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 holds water it's just like, well, you can undo it. I mean, when you start you start giving somebody the ability to mess with time, what is the point? I mean, what's the point of anybody having superpowers and if this person can mess with time, like Well, right. Yeah, that's just, that's the other thing is like and death, like time and death don't really mean much You can because, mess with people's minds. Yeah. Like well, then what, people's minds and kill matter. them and and then you can like reverse time and go to different parts of time. You can go People die, but they're not really dead. They're in this alternate universe. Yeah, there's no stakes stuff, so. for me, I guess. It's just like, well, whatever happens, it doesn't matter because you're just going to have that person the, in another yeah. multiverse. I mean, that's kind of a comic book thing. Never really as well, get rid but, of them. Um, so, yeah, that that is. Like, Iron Man's dead where he's dead, but. Yeah. He's not anywhere well, that, else. That was the other thing. I mean, you know, that he, I, I, liked, I mean that he is he is in, in other places. He's everywhere else. So it's like, is he does it really matter? Yeah. <laughs> that you killed him in in Endgame or whatever that yeah. was it Endgame that they killed him in. See, that's the thing. I, I still enjoy it and I'll probably always watch them, but it's like I the reason I like Spider Man two so much is still probably my favorite superhero film. Is because it's a smaller story, right? You have this Spider-Man versus Doc Ock, and then that's that's the story. You know, there's not some huge universe-shattering hmm. thing. Um, and I've always been more drawn to those types of films. And you can get more of a... Uh, you can have an, emo- an emotional arc when you're dealing with a smaller-scale film. But now it's like they keep having to top themselves and where it's like, well, you had the Avengers, which is all of these superheroes. And now it's like, well, now, you know, we ran out of superheroes, so let's make more worlds with more versions of those superheroes and it's just there's just so much going on so the budget on architecture in these places like these cities are being annihilated constantly yeah the tax dollars i cannot even imagine yeah and and you have all of you you have literally have the ability to go between multiverses and you're still dealing with like homelessness and cancer and you know what I mean? It doesn't... And still manually building things. So it's like you could use magic to tear the city apart, but you can't use it to fix it? Yeah. Why are people so, on, like, scaffolding after your mess? Yeah. That shouldn't even be a thing. You should just fix it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have magic. Yeah. Come on. And so that sort of thing is... That's why you kind of have to turn your brain off, because in order for that to be realistic, it would not be entertaining or fun. You know, it would be boring, because realistic interpretation of the this very sort of thing. least they can help fix what they destroy i think at the very least like i'm willing to sure i'm willing to uh kind of forgive all of the other like idiosyncrasies and in, in in their characters and things like that but just like the fact that in every movie there is massive billions of dollars worth of damage and then it's like oh well city i guess you'll just have to figure it out because you know we had a superhero tantrum over here um yeah, that, that part kind of bugs me because I'm like, they're kind of dicks. I mean, when you yeah. think about it, you never see them helping. Yeah. Right? You're not up there on the scaffolding. 
Well, unless Tony Stark's foundation pays for it, I don't know. Well, he's dead well, in he's, one yeah, of them, so who's gonna who, who's gonna Happy, fix all probably. that? Anyway, get the hell out of here. You know, so that and and then specific to this movie was Scarlet Witch's turn. You know, it's like she her whole she's willing to kill people and annihilate things and scorch the earth to get to her kids and then she gets to her kids and she scares them and she's like you know what you're right i'm, I'm good all of a sudden no good so that the they i thought they had this interesting idea where in a moment where they had um professor x go into her head and find like this timid version of her that was like the good person and she was trapped and i thought they were going to use that as a, a mechanism to turn her was when the good version of her takes over but they didn't they and just, she just showed up she was like ha ah! yeah i have to wonder if there's like a longer version of the film that kind of made that turn a little bit more realistic but it was just so like i'm gonna tell you what whatever but what grinds my gears about that character she's just as idiotic as fucking wonder woman no nothing in this woman's life does not revolve around love for somebody or something. Get out of here with that shit. I hate when they do that. The entire film revolved around her stupid kids that she doesn't even fucking have. Yeah. You don't have the fucking kids. It's not even like they were actually her kids. It's like she's taking other universe kids and making them hers or trying to set herself into that position and get rid of the other her. And it's like... What are you talking about? How is this what is causing you to kill hundreds and thousands of people and create all this damage and chaos for kids? That's what the whole script was. That's like we couldn't think of anything better than that. Yeah. Like, oh, I had to kill my boyfriend. Eh, my kids that I don't even have. Eh, I'm a mommy. It was just like. I just couldn't. It was like a giant, like, baby Bjorn advertisement, <laughs> like a violent uh, pacifier ad. I just, I couldn't, I just could not. Well, I took it as more her her being crazy than the, the kids thing, you know? It could have been anything. But um, it wasn't anything. It's, oh, the, the two things that have caused her to go berserk have been losing the loves of her life. And like, look, I love you and shit. Don't get me wrong, right? Like, I'd probably... you scorch the earth? Too. I'd probably fall apart mentally if anything happened to you. But it's like, that's... This is... You have the opportunity to tell a story here. The whole point of this is to escape reality, right? You have all these fantastical things going on. And the plot... It somehow surrounds love what yeah i don't know i just it, I, I don't get it like i will i will give massive shout outs to sam raimi for like like the raimi-esque moments that the film had dude loves him a very specific type of uh practical effect in makeup and i love that about him he's like i don't care what you say everyone's gonna look like every villain in my movie they all are gonna look the same mm. that's what the villains look like if i don't have screeching demon women in it it's not the same either so those those fuckers are getting in there as well and uh you know if i don't have bruce campbell beating the shit out of himself i just can't go on and he those are his demands and he goes through with it and i love that for him mm. um but everything else just was completely i mean there were moments where i was like trying to keep my eyes open because it was just like <laughs> this story first of all the the film <clears throat> we've talked about the like sometimes wanting a backstory and sometimes not needing a backstory mm -hmm. 
this is one of those situations where you didn't get a backstory and it desperately needed it because there was absolutely no chemistry between Doctor Strange and America's character. I America didn't believe Ferrari. America Ferrari apparently. <laughs> uh, uh, Ferrara, isn't it? Yeah, her actual name. So you didn't even get her actual name right, yeah. I think. Or I got it wrong. I don't know. Either way, we've completely annihilated this woman. I'm so sorry. Uh, we're idiots. Um, but it's like... There was no connection between them. They had zero chemistry. So it was like the fact that we didn't even get a backstory into her, aside from like, oh, I opened a portal and killed my mom's. Wah. It just and they're like, not even dead. It just, just was somewhere. like, I don't know. Like the the I I appreciate a movie just getting to the point and starting, and that's great. But there was no. There was at no point did we go back into why all of this was happening. It just was like, oh, it's happening. Let's just move on. It's like, well, sure. Um, and then, you know, it, it did, I don't know. Yeah, there's this really clumsy moment when they have to step on this thing that shows their memories and that acts as a device for um, exposition. Mm. Um, so that part was, I was just like, it felt like they were like, we need more exposition. All right, let's go film a, a section real quick. Like it was part of a reshoot. And, but it did nothing. You know, it didn't so, even really give you anything. It was just kind of like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. The the story for me was I don't know. It the it's 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 a toss up because what what Raimi bought to it was what was what made it entertaining. So I can't say like, oh, this movie was a flop for me because I loved what he did with it. It had it didn't sort of follow the Marvel trope. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he did it like, yeah, it's a Marvel movie and it and, and it very much felt like a Marvel movie in moments. But there were moments where it absolutely didn't. It felt like a Raimi film. And it was like, that's what I would like more of. Like, oh, are we going to scare the children? So that's why we can't make this more Raimi-esque or something or yeah. some crap like that. Yeah. Um, but like if he had gotten his hands on a rated R Marvel film, I think that would have suited him better than having to follow the PG-13 guidelines yeah. of Marvel. Um, I think if he had gotten to do like Deadpool or although there's really nowhere to put demons in that, yeah. <laughs> he must have his screaming howler monkeys. Yeah. But like something where he could have sort of stretched a bit more in that, yeah. I think would have been way more entertaining. I think yeah. he could have done They should have definitely... A lot. I know yeah. that he felt. I had read a thing saying that he felt constricted with. A you lot could of see stuff. it. It was like they gave. Um, they were like, "We're going to give you a total of three minutes." Yeah. And not consecutive. You have to yeah. spread them out. You have three minutes yeah. to like me out on this, and after that, we're that's it. We're yeah. putting the axe on it because we got to stay within the Marvel guidelines. Yeah. And so it but felt it, that it, way. It was it. There was a surprising lack of levity to the film as well. Usually, these you had brought this up too, where. You know, there's usually like entertaining jokes or good quips or zero whatever. comedy. So there was zero in that, which I didn't mind. I was actually and I, I don't really blame wished... Raimi because Raimi, as we all know, yeah. is like horror comedy king. Like yeah. he loves to combine those two. So this was more this this is the studios like just yeah. Well, but the style of comedy the that writing. normal Marvel movies has isn't Raimi's style of comedy either. No, no, so. it isn't. But it's not like it wasn't like there was dark comedy. There was zero comedy. I think a couple times, I think. It might have been like America's character and Doctor Strange's character. They attempted to say something funny and like literally the whole theater, there was not a single reaction. I was like, I well, think that I, was supposed to be I a love, joke and nobody yeah, I love responded. Benedict Cumberbatch 
a lot as an actor. And how is that a better but, name than Comfort Snatch? But but he's not. I'm like, asking you a question. He's not like a comedic. <laughs> he's not I'm a comedic. Asking you a question. He's not a comedic person that can deliver those kind of things like a Chris Hemsworth or whatever, you know. Like comforting your snatch. Yeah, yeah. So that that for me, there there was definitely some room for improvement. I really wish they would have leaned into the the horrorness of it all and just made it almost like a straight horror film. What's some Marvel that things? Great. That's what it I'm was saying. definitely darker, and there was more death in this film than in other films. Like they kind mm. of pushed the envelope a little bit. Like you know, they're like just outside of the box of pushing the you know thinking outside the box, and you know there was some deaths in it, and and it and was stuff. like it so was... I appreciated that. I just wish they would have leaned into that a little bit more and made it its own kind of style of like almost a horror film you know i wanted yeah, to but be they creeped can't out do that they can't do that the, the best that the best that they're going to be able to give you aside from making a straight rated r film like deadpool using a character like that the best they're going to give you is like the hot topic version yeah but you can still horror. make a, a good horror film as pg-13 like it doesn't always have to be about blood and guts like there can be some really creepy moments that would fall mm. that don't have like the you know yeah but that's not the same you're, you're yeah but then you're talking about storyline which we don't go to marvel for because right. we know they don't have that right but yeah so so anyway but the only way to make a horror movie eff- effectively make a horror movie good is by working on the script i mean it's it's all with how you tell that story yeah. And then Which and we'll working with people's minds and, and psychological stuff and whatever. Yeah. And you absolutely can't do that with Marvel. You have no. to, you've said it yourself. Like you just, you got to shut your brain off. Like you're just going yeah. there to be a big zombie. Because so you a... can't scare people in a PG-13 movie yeah. that has limits on, yeah. on, on the storyline like that. Yeah. But, but, but there is that part of me that loves that, that constraint and loves the bigger story that they're telling. Right. And what this means for, you know, um, the the story going forward and and for his character going forward and her character going forward um so i was excited i I thought they did do some interesting things with their magic Mm -hmm. um uh which was really exciting i thought i don't know i just really loved elizabeth olsen's performance in this film i thought it was really well done you know as as much as you may or may not like the storyline i feel like her performance in it was i don't know i just i really like that character yeah i just that's fair but um, for me, I liked her performance in it. And the, yeah, the, I like the, her as the, an actor. The switch at the end was the things, only problem like, I she's had. She's an amazing actor. But that was more a writing thing, you know. Um, and so I, uh, I didn't, um, I wasn't really a hundred percent on board with that. But you, you, you need some kind of mechanism to to do that with, right? And I, mm. but I felt like having the good version of her trapped inside by the Scarlet Witch was like almost like a Bruce Banner Hulk situation, right? Where you have wanda is the good person but scarlet witch is the evil person and so yeah, the whole like how does she come back from world. this she's literally killed superheroes and people right and how does she ever come back to being a superhero again i don't know you know and they'll just know. maybe they'll just wipe it clean and so, maybe you know. she'll be cured by love yeah yeah love will do it um <sighs> but yeah you know and so then of course there's the inevitable bruce campbell cameo bruce cameo Campbellio, which was perfect and spot on. It was the funniest part of the movie, as we stated. That's pretty sad, though. That's pretty sad. I mean, I love Bruce Campbell, and he can do his thing, but like the fact that that was the most comedic part of the movie is like there was a lot of lost opportunity. And of course, I I didn't even catch on to this. It wasn't until I read something that 
that, you know, he has Bruce Campbell hitting himself. Doctor Strange puts a spell on Bruce Campbell's character and then makes him hit himself in the face with his hand. And like, you know, very similar to Evil Dead 2 when he has his hand, you know, and he cuts his hand off and stuff. And so, um, so he has that same hand hitting himself and doing whatever. Wait, you didn't make that connection? No, I didn't. Not, not during the Sir. time. Sir. I know. I know. Paul I Robinson. Just, Are I you had, kidding me? I made How the did, connection. That's what made it funny made was that connection. he was hitting himself with his hand. But I didn't make it the connection that it was the same hand he cut off. Of course it is. I made the connection is. of the it's hand. It's Sam Raimi. Of yeah. course he's going to have him beat himself up with, with the hand. Yeah. And so then in the the very last um, post-credit scene, it's, you know, because he has him do it for like a week or something like that. He has it hit himself However long. However yeah, long it was. And then at that. the end... It's interesting because he's... Which, sla- I mean, he would have been hospitalized, yeah. realistically. He's slapping himself and then it ends and he's like, it's over, which is like, the, the film's over. But then also, it, it somebody read it as like an interesting take on like the hands attacking Bruce Campbell, which is representative of Evil Dead. And he's saying that that's over as well. See, that I didn't catch. Yeah, I didn't catch that one either. But um, so it may work on, on multiple levels, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I as sad as that is, you, normally I'm, I'm like, all right, let's end something, but it's just like, will there really never be any more Evil Dead? Like, oh no, there will be. They'll, they'll make newer versions without Bruce. No, I'm sorry, that's no, I'm sorry. They will. That, they'll do no, it. No, no. They, I mean, they, they did that already, but there was that, no, there was no Bruce Campbell in that. There was, there was no Ash in that. Yeah. Rather. Yeah. So you can't redo that. Yeah. And then the the first post credit sequence sequence was um uh, uh what's her face there uh charlie's Theron. Theron playing a character who then confronts dr strange about this incursion he created and then they have to go fix it but he still has the third eye so i don't know if he's like evil because the third eye would represent evil well, strange the, and so yeah i mean it was supposed to be incursion. like there's consequences which was what yeah what his um what did they call it? It was called something specific. Um, so yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that it's like completely dark, but who knows? I yeah. don't know. So don't know. so all that to say that there's probably leading up to a Secret Wars thing where you're going to have one universe fighting another universe where you have like I think certain also... characters in one fighting certain characters in the other. I just want, I really want... And I'm fine with that. I'm all bo- aboard. Tons of characters, lots of visual effects, and lightning and energy well, everywhere. Like but Avengers I also game again. Yeah, but I also want some smaller with less stories. Less cool characters. I know, right? <laughs> but I also want some smaller stories as well. You know, that's I think what draws me to the shows because they can't afford to be huge. Is that they're a little bit smaller, and so I would like to see some more smaller. Well, films I think and, also they kill. You know, you when you kill Iron Man, that's kind of a big deal when it comes to the Avengers, unless you're going to start going into the other multiverses and bring him back in there, and nobody else or can a play that character. A different person. Nobody's going to play that character. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like once they, that was a big decision for them because it was like once you you take Robert Downey Jr. out of that, like that's done. Yeah. Um. That's like you know Bruce playing Ash. Nobody else is doing that. That's their character. Um. But like I don't understand the like so that it's basically going to be like a store brand version of the Avengers like so but going into that when the moment where these other characters and the other multiverse are revealed and it's like ah and so some of them look the way they do in other universes and some don't which I don't understand like wouldn't everybody look 
the same but in different multiverses or just all be different? Yeah. Why would they be... Why well, would some because, people look the same and some don't? Well, because there's so many variations that you're going to have some variations that are completely different. You're going to have some variations that are almost exactly the same and some variations that are a combination of the two. And so, But we never see that. We always just see well, them look the same or not. because we only went to one other not. world. No, but in other, when they talk about multiverses and shit and other things, they, every Spider-Man looks different. We haven't seen any Spider-Man look the same. To my knowledge, right? It's always a, the different characters when yeah. they cram them together. Everybody looks different in their multiverse, but then other people look exactly the same wherever they are, which Doctor yeah. Strange just looks like Doctor Strange in the three multiverses he was in, right? Yeah. That they showed us. He was the same person. So I just don't... Same thing with uh, What's-Her-Face, his girlfriend. Like, it's the same person. Yeah. Um. So that's what I kind of don't get, like, how they decide who gets to be different or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, when that part came on... There was like this, like I had been sort of forewarned by somebody that we know that uh, that was in the film, like as an extra, um, Andrew, he was just like, oh, Marvel fans are going to lose their minds. And I'm like, listen, this was not like when like Murdoch showed up and nobody fucking responded the way they should have. Like, that's exciting to me. It was like Fantastic Four. Yeah. I mean, were people like... Well, it wasn't Again, the fantastic, it, was, it was. It wasn't because it was Fantastic Four. It was no, because no, it was John but Krasinski. It, right, but it, but it's like, oh, John Krasinski because of the rumor of him, or yeah. whatever, and it's like, yeah, but I mean, literally, the, the crowd went like, oh, <laughs> not a single person was overtly excited to see any of those people up there because it was like, all right, because first of all, like aside from what's her face, British Captain, Captain Britain, um, who's the same. Hilly right, and then you one, have yeah. Professor X, who's the same, obviously. But then they changed Captain America, uh, Captain Marvel, right, to a whole other person. So you had to wait. Like if you like, you're staring at the suit. Maybe you're like, oh, that's supposed to be Captain Marvel, but you didn't know for a second. It's like, who's that? Is that a different character? And they're like, oh, this is Captain Marvel. It's like, okay, so it's a it's a different person as Ca- Captain Marvel. So you didn't even really have that. Like, oh, we know all these characters because <laughs> it was like, yeah, I don't know. And then you know. Krasinski is somebody different from that character in... Was that Teller? Was that Miles Teller's character? Yeah. Um, but that's not canon. It doesn't count. Whatever. You're going to redo Fantastic Four. Yeah, so. I I just... I don't know. Like, I, I just... I think, like, that was supposed to be the... They wanted that to be the Spider-Man moment mm. that they got in the last one. And it... It fell super flat. Like the audience was like, "Oh yay, these guys are here!" <laughs> like, well, there was a small little rumbling. There yeah. was there, so, some a people, smattering of of, of there noises. was there was an in, indigestion, if you will. <laughs> there was indigestion of of noise, uh, a belly grumble, yeah, perhaps, but nowhere near the excitement of you know beloved characters. That's the problem. Is like when you start changing people. People don't love the characters. They love the actors that play that character. I, nobody really... Like Iron Man, people love Iron Man because of Robert Downey Jr. Because yeah. of the way he played Iron Man. So if you stick Mark Wahlberg in there, for God's sakes, don't do that. But if you do, it's like, what? Okay, I, mean, I hope just, he doesn't come to the MCU. You're just in an Iron Man. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. this, It's more than just the suit. It's the characters. Who else is playing Thor? Nobody else can play Thor. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's Chris Hemsworth, the it's, way he plays that how, character. So when you start changing works. them in a multiverse, it's like, oh, all right, I guess that's Thor. But 
it's somebody else that we, you know we're not familiar with yeah. now and there's no time to even become familiar with them because it's a cameo so yeah I, I just don't see the point in doing that uh, aside from the finances of like having to pay everybody to come in for those cameos but they do them for the bigger movies so it's like yeah. why not do it now i guess yeah i i, I don't know i i i they, it's funny how that works because you know uh you have this star wars film uh, show coming out with obi-wan mm-hmm. and everybody is so excited that hayden christensen obi-wan whatever is it obi-wan right it's Obi-Wan not it's kenobi. not spelled obi-wan kenobi well it's obi-wan w-a-n right yeah i don't know You'd have to. What do you mean you don't know? You're the one who likes Star Wars. Yeah, but I always thought it was Obi Wan, like one, like O-N-E. I think it's Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Kenobi. <laughs> Kenobi. But so anyway, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. You had uh, <laughs> before I was so rudely potentially corrected on something I love. Uh, you had Aiden Christensen playing um, Anakin Skywalker, and everybody hated it. You know, hated mm-hmm. his performance in it, mm-hmm. and but I. I think I always thought he was a decent actor, so I was was weird that his performance kind of fell a little flat. So now he's coming back for Obi Wan, and <laughs> everybody's excited about it. So it's interesting how that works, you know, that he's reprising th- his role. I think there people are excited about it because there's that initial like butt hurt whinging that everybody does whenever something gets changed that has to do with star wars and then 20 years passes and people are like oh yay again because whatever uh but i think you're always going to get that you're you're just always going to get that but like again you know when since i'm not into to star wars like when i think of the characters i think of the original characters right and it's like all right, I guess like new people are playing them or younger versions play them and the actors are good. So it, it works out. But um, there's like no shade to the actors that were in this multiverse. It's just that that got changed or even the even the actual characters, because like um, Atwell's character, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's not had an entire movie. She's always been sort of a small part. Well, she was no, the, well, the girlfriend. Yeah, and, she was. But she was. a But. In this movie, she's playing Captain America, essentially. Like, she's the first Avenger. She's playing Chris Evans' role. She's not playing herself. It just switched a little bit. That makes no sense to me, because Chris Evans is Captain America. Yeah, but in this universe, she's Captain America. She's Captain America. But she's not Captain America, because she had the Union Jack flag all over her. She's Captain Britain, isn't it? Yeah, I get (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. She's She's Captain London Pants. That's Captain London Pants, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Captain London face. I'm glad I could make myself laugh at least. That was a funny joke. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, she will forever be Captain London Pants. Yeah, I'm. It's official. I don't care if you laughed at that or not. That's her name. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I don't I don't know where the you know it's in the trailers too where you have this eyeball creature. Like, where did this eyeball... Like, she was fighting this other weird creature in this world, and then she gets sucked into our world. That's and what now... she get for watching trailers. See? Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have watched it. But anyway, um, I thought it was really Anyway, good. you thought it was great. Top five Top of five. your movies. <laughs> Only because of there's, you know, there's this section where they have to... Um, Would you feel that way if it wasn't directed by San, R- San Probably Raimi? not. I can tell you no. Yeah. There was this, you know, solid 20-minute section where it's just full-on Raimi, and I loved every second of it and it made it made the movie 
bump up into my top five with the 12 other films but that doesn't so, mean that it's great i think it's because it's sam raimi that like you're telling yourself that it's better than it was because it's sam raimi and you don't want to say that you didn't like it because we don't want to like, i still would have liked it if it wasn't if you take the sam raimi-ness stuff out of it i still would have liked it but it, it's what made it more better I, more better <laughs> more wrong um I think 75% of whatever I found entertaining was Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, yeah. Honestly, everything else was like, mm, I really want the film right. to do well because I want him to be successful so he can still make But things. everything that I didn't like wasn't his fault. It was it was yeah. very like cookie cutter well, not studio other, shit. Not other Marvel films, but I'd like to see him take on a bigger... And the story was Magoo. You know, like, like, a, like another Drag Me to Hell. Like I would yes! like to see another one of those. Well, yeah, but Disney's not... Not another that. one of those films, but not a specific drag me to hell film but but that's another what i'm saying drag me to hell was uh, it was a creepy movie right it was a, a technically a horror movie but it had it was, it was rife with comedy yeah. dark comedy like that's what he's really good at and i just don't think th these characters are ones that he can work with right Be interesting maybe to see what if he does you next. gave him a dc film yeah, maybe, maybe sam raimi's the one who could finally get that right mm. Because he has enough yeah, of that but horror. He's gonna be a he's a Marvel person. I know that. He's already done two. Everybody's of them. a freaking. But hey, Marvel you know, person, money talks. But... If if DC has like a horror type character and they want him to give Sam Raimi, they should have given Sam Raimi Sandman. Yeah. Which is already coming out, but when they do, if they do a film, they decide to. Was it a show? Isn't it a show? I don't know. I thought Sandman was supposed to be a show. I'm not looking. I don't even want to look into it because I don't want to see anything. Yeah, I don't want to see anything. Sandman was like, uh, Sandman wasn't one of my favorite characters, but I did like Sandman. Yeah. Uh, so it's like I don't want to get too far into like the rumors, and then I'm like, it's basically like the trailer, right? It's gonna be all these rumors. I'm gonna get excited, and then they're gonna change shit. So I'm just gonna wait until it comes out. Yeah. Whether I thought it was a show, but maybe it's a movie. If it's a movie, then forget it because unless they do a, a sequel to it, and then maybe yeah, it's a you can show. give yeah, yeah it's a, okay. I thought, I thought it was a show, but if they do a film, What's like that, I Coleman? think, stop. <laughs> I think that Sam Raimi could do really well with that. Yeah, well, he's not directing it, so obviously, um, I don't know who is. Anyway, so we're just going to move on. Paul liked it because he likes everything. I thought it was kind of a sleeper and it, it was like, it was okay. It was not worth this $25 popcorn box plus $35 in tickets. Uh, it just, for me, it just yeah, I mean, didn't that's really, a whole other thing about easily the... streamed that and yeah. um, not spent all that money. Well, um, I, you know, it's, I, I go, we've talked about this before, but I go see these films usually on opening weekend in the theaters primarily so it doesn't get spoiled for me you know and sure enough i watched it we watched it yesterday on friday we're recording this on saturday i watched it on friday and um that night just scrolling through youtube there was scenes from that film on mm. youtube mm -hmm. with descriptions of what happens and i'm like fucking people man yeah well yeah but it used to be like i could have been on youtube if i were to go to see it today i could have been on youtube and been like oh well now i know that this person dies or this character appears and yeah well, i knew that with iron man with endgame already because that's a bunch of people talking so i knew that going in that he died but um 50 of it was always like okay we don't want it to be spoiled and then also it was like oh this is something you want to see in the theater because of the way it's set up 
But like for me, that's completely dead. The experience of being in a theater, like, yes, I get it. It's loud and all that stuff. But it's like the lights are on half of the freaking time. You have to run out to tell them to turn the lights off. There's a bar in front of the screen. My seat is broken. It's just like, it's just like I'm done with it. The physical experience of being in the theater sucks with the audio video visual aspect is amazing obviously when when it's working because when you have lights on that takes away the whole point of like yeah but it's getting to the point where the physical um experience of being there is out the 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 negative physical experience of being there is outweighing the great audio visual aspect of being there seriously just everybody's tvs are massive now just buy blackout curtains and a better system like an audio system and you're in the movies and you can pause and go to the thousand dollar jbl system i do want that (laughs) i'm not gonna lie um it just i do love that jbl system but see that's like the same thing where it's like i feel like they make that sound but it's like the tvs right the way the signal that they send through that so it's going to sound so great in the store and then i'm going to bring that home and be like this didn't sound yeah look if if this this sounds like crap if any film really was released streaming the same time as it was released in theaters i would always stream them yeah every time yeah anyway okay so we only have time for like one more thing maybe or no do we not it's like yeah, it's fine all right <laughs> it's fine um we're just gonna because we have a bunch of shows that we've watched and there's a bunch of shows coming out everything came out at the same time and if you know us you know that we don't like watching week to week so we're having to like wait on a crap ton of shows to finish so that we can start going through all of those. But one of them that we waited on um, was a show on Apple Plus called Slow Horses. I wanted to wait mm. till the whole thing was over. Um, it's, you know, my fucking boy Gary Oldman's in it, so I was going to watch Could this. Could be his last thing. I don't want to talk about that. We're not talking about that. Um, so this is directed by uh, James Hawes, writers, uh, Morwenna Banks, and... Um, Mark Denton, um, Mick Heron wrote, it was like based on the book by, and um, th- like everybody kind of wrote one of the episodes except uh, Will Smith wrote, not the Will Smith that you're thinking of, uh, wrote four episodes. Um, so it was very much a joint effort. Uh, again, like, you know, when, when they split these up, sometimes that does not work. In this case, I felt like it did. It felt like one person was directing everything. Mm-hmm. It was just every, it was super cohesive. Everything was good. Um, you've got, uh, Chris Riley, um, Gary Oldman, Rosalind, Eliezer, I want to see Eliezer, Jack Loden, who is basically Sam Carter's twin. Yeah. <laughs> from the architects. Yeah. Tell me these two are not related. I'm going to be there. They have to. They have to share a parent somewhere. Yeah. Something happened. They're not telling them. Yeah. There's a secret in that family. Is basically what I'm saying. Kristen uh, Scott Thomas, um, Dustin Burns. I mean, just you know, a bunch of actors. Um, some that obviously we know, and others we weren't too familiar with. Um, did you say what's her face? Did I miss that? What? Who? Um, Who did I miss? The girl from uh, Oh Olivia Cook. Olivia Cook. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I watched this. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I, I was I watched it for Gary Oldman. Olivia Cook was like the the second like immediate hook when I knew that she was in it. I was yeah. like, okay, this is gonna be because sometimes Gary picks funky things. I love the man, yeah. but sometimes I'm like, what happened? Why would yeah. you? This is terrible. Um, and so once I saw her, I'm like, there's no way this is gonna be bad. <laughs> like yeah. Olivia Cook never picks bad stuff. She's always in great things. So. Um, 
I was really excited for it. It's like your typical, like, who done it, but yeah. not really kind of, because you usually know. It's like a ver- very, very BBC British uh, mystery type film, yeah. uh, show, sure. rather. Yeah. Uh, production yeah, is, what, British, is yeah. what I mean. It's very British. And uh, it's it's the kind of... It's the kind of role that like Gary was born to play. He mm-hmm. do- always does really well in any type of like detective. Like he just, it's just his jam, and he always brings something different to it. That's what I love about it, is that yeah. a lot of people that are that have that sort of role that they fit really easily into. There's always a similarity, but he always brings something different to the characters. This has to be one of my favorite characters that he's played, yeah. honestly. So if he, if this is it for him. He went out with a bang because yeah. he, it seems so simple when you're like, oh, he's just like some grouchy, like he's the grouchy, you know, boss yeah. to, to, to the rest of these people. But he just had such a snark. He was so British Smarmy. about it, yeah. <laughs> you know, he was just so British about it. And it was fantastic. And I loved his character and he had so many quips Yeah, and there was just quips for days. So like, Kudos to the writing because they just like they love the way they wrote they wrote that character. I love the way he executed that character. It was really really good. Um, I just I really enjoyed it. I was sad when it was over, and hopefully yeah. we'll be coming back. The way well, it's it kind definitely of, coming back. Yeah, and they already well, shot season two. Yeah, I know, but you know, shit like that happens, and then all of a sudden it's like, mm. yeah, it'll be back. Like Manhunter. Yeah, you know, it's too expensive. I don't know if you heard. <sighs> whatever anyway (laughs) um so yeah i i just uh just like everything about these characters just gelled so well i just loved the chemistry that they all had um and it's it like i love the way it started it just started you know and Mm -hmm. you're just like right into it um it was it was an amazing show apple's just like they're kind of killing it yeah you know apple's just they they, don't do a lot but they do quality for sure, they don't. They don't. Uh, you know, their their works are not prolific, if you will. But they do. Like when they throw something out there, it's usually a gem. Like usually, mm-hmm. I haven't seen everything that they've done, obviously, and some things have been like, eh, I don't love that. Um, but I do. I do like. A, I appreciate the creativity that they add into things, and they just kind of like. I could be completely wrong, but I feel like they there's a bit more. Uh, creative freedom or liberties to their shows they seem to not be it, it doesn't feel like a studio production yeah. the way a lot of things it feels do. like a show that was just made and then they bought it you know sort, sort of, thing. of so yeah or like just kind of went like here's your thing yeah. like here's your budget do what you're gonna do right uh like they do their homework on who they're giving this to and just trust that they're gonna you know yeah do right by it and 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 off off to the races well, they as probably they say don't they probably don't get involved as much as like Netflix makes the films and they're probably like they're, you know, it feels like uh, Netflix makes the film and they, they're more hands on with it all. Hmm. Whereas Apple is just like, here's a bunch of money, make the show. I feel like Netflix you know? and Hulu both have, you always know when you're watching a Netflix or a Hulu yeah. show or film, it has very, they, they follow the schematics of like, the rundown of how you're supposed to make their production. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it works. I'm not saying that it doesn't, but it does, it does always, there's a familiarity there that you're just like, mm, yeah, eh, you know, I feel like this could have maybe been a little bit more creative or better or whatever. And Apple just kind of like always seems to give you something that's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, and I, I appreciate that. Yes. That uh, the uniqueness that they're allowing people to have. It's kind of like, uh, so we've talked about this a bit on uh, like A24 was always like, I loved A24 stuff and I still do, but I kind of feel like they're starting to. A lot of horror films coming out. Yeah, but I mean, which is fine because they've always, everything that they've done has always had a creepy aspect yeah, to it so. mostly. Um, but, but it's more like straight horror. Yeah, they're getting into like straight horror with like younger and younger people and mm-hmm. you're starting to lose me with that shit because the reason why i went to, to a24 is because there was like a plethora of horror films with young dingy teenagers or supposed to be teenagers there's always 20 something year olds playing yeah. 20, you know teenagers but it's just like god there, there's there's no shortage of that and a24 was a place to go for like the, the More thinking person's horror of, yeah of the, genre think, films, the thinking yeah. person's uh type of horror movie and i love maybe it that is. you know maybe they're just maybe they're they're promoted as just these slasher films but they have i don't a, know a well we haven't watched x or whatever like mm-hmm. i'm not i'm absolutely not paying 20 dollars for that yet i'll just wait because i will i'm wasn't too interested yeah, can in we it? stop with that like uh you don't it's like you have to buy the film it's, it's it doesn't make like, nobody's buying the film. You're not tricking anybody. <laughs> we'll just wait until it can the be rented. Will, like, oh, like who buys stuff anymore, really? Because well, it's, it's always a way available. For them to make more money because it's all digital, right? It's all ones and zeros, so it's, it's not like it costs right, them. Right, but anything. it's not but like that's the only way for you to ever watch rights. it again. It's not like hey, you have to buy it because once we take this off streaming, you can't get it again. Yeah. I mean, it's always going to be on a platform somewhere. I could watch any A24 film. Yeah. On a plat on any platform eventually. Right, and so they'll have it come out in the theater or not, and then it comes to streaming, and it's twenty dollars because you can't rent it; you have to buy it. And then after that, um, you they'll know, bring it down. they'll bring it down to a rental, and it's like, does that does that work? I don't know. I mean, it must, or else they wouldn't do it. I don't, I don't understand. Like, who's just like, I have to see this so bad, I'm going to buy it. Well, is there really a difference though? I but mean, now if it came out day and date of the movie. And they charge twenty bucks. Right. I can understand that. Uh, right. That, well, that's what I was about to say. What I was about to say is, I mean, it's still it's a much better deal than streaming. I mean, we've paid twenty something dollars for to stream a movie, and then we never get to see it again. Really, I mean, unless we find it on another platform, right, or whatever. So with this, you're actually getting to have the movie, but if it's not going to be in time to not have it spoil, because I already know half of the shit that happens in X because so many people have spoiled it online. So mm. that's why I'm like, I'm not racing to get this or pay for it because I already know some of the plot lines and things that happen. Um, if you're going to wait to make that available after so many things have been spoiled, who's buying that? Yeah. Like you might as well just stream it when it comes out and you'd get the people that are like, oh, I don't feel like going to the theater for that to just stream it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, Slow Horses was a really good show. Uh, we're already kind of running over, so I don't want to get like it's just I don't know. It's just like quintessential mystery, uh, sort of crime, yeah, crime drama. Uh, if you're into those types of shows, like yep. th- it does, it it does its part without the names, just on that alone. Yeah, but well, I mean Gary Oldman, Olivia. When Cook you are bring, names. I know that I'm saying that without the names, it it oh, the brings show, yeah. it. it yeah. Come on, sir. You're saying the writing's and good. And then, you know, you bring in you bring in uh all of these sort of heavy hitters and and it's just like it's just the character development just becomes that much stronger. Um I don't know if this is Gary's last thing. I mean, even when he says this this may be his last role, it doesn't mean that he's not gonna be producing or directing. He's directed before, he's produced before. Um, so Yeah. Uh I just love how 
in in the show you could have gary oldman in a serious conversation talking about british intelligence stuff and then just rip a fart and it <laughs> smells really bad and it's like it's 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 just a weird thing because it's not really played for comedy but it's funny um but it still isn't out of place for the character or the scene it's just weird how it all kind of works like only the only the British could pull that off. I yeah. think we would we wouldn't we don't know how to toe the line. We would completely make that. Yeah, it would have to be a big slapstick moment. Yeah, we would make that a slapstick moment, or we would underplay it. Yeah. Uh, but that that's what's so great about British humor is that they just they know how to toe that line so well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that that's it's a good example of that where um you know clearly. Gary's character has gastrointestinal issues, yeah. um, but somehow it didn't take away from the serious moments. Yeah. It's just like it added to how crass he was. Yeah, and uh, because it's all about placement, right? They're placed in spe- very specific places that it can be funny the without, farts. yeah, without taking. <laughs> they put the farts exactly I'm just saying, where they need to be. The fart placement in this show, <laughs> <laughs> well written. Yes. Yes. It was it was amazing, and if this was his last thing, then then. Although not the first role he's farted in. So. No, no, <laughs> you know? nobody's baby. Yeah. Um, and that was that was played a for comedy. slapstick fart that n- no one has topped yet. Yeah. In slapstick comedy, it was the best fart I've ever seen, and it's partially due to uh, costuming. Because yeah. he had, uh, actually it wasn't even receding. He was like pretty much bald with hair on the sides. He's basically pay- playing a hick who does like a little dancing jig and then lifts his ass up and farts and smiles. And it's the best thing that's ever happened <laughs> in cinematic best, history. Best thing ever captured on film. And that was with a movie where he co-starred with Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. But Go the, figure. He's the type of guy, like I don't, I feel like, him retiring after this means that he'll probably take some years off and do nothing, and then a role will come that he has to do. And I don't then he'll know. My do boy's it. like he's kind of up there, you know. He's probably tired. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. But all actors, you know, that you're when you're an artist like that, it's hard to say no to like a really good role. I'd imagine so. I mean, yeah, there's you know? always something to come so, back for. So you know, for, but... he's probably he's obviously done filming the second season so he's probably just chilling now and like in two or three years something will come along and he'll be like oh this is so good i have to do it yeah it'll be a smaller role too it won't be a starring role something that i can write yeah when gary works with us yeah so we better hurry up get that to his agent shit i couldn't actually that could i mean even if i were a good enough writer to actually uh uh attract gary oldman my my i biologically couldn't handle that mm. i wouldn't be able to d- deal with it he's going to be in your production no he's not i because i'm going to pass it. i'll fart <laughs> that will be i will just be endlessly farting throughout the entire production because i won't be able to handle that um anyway that is our show for today we have other things that we've watched that we'll talk about we're a bit on. We're we've got a little bit of a lull with guests because things kind of fell apart with some people that we had things set up for. So we're we're trying, guys. We mm-hmm. got a lot going on, um, but there's still more to watch and see. Um, we still have to review the last, the finale of Ozark. So if you haven't finished that, yep. 
finish it and then come back because we're going to be talking about that and servant and um also we watched uh marrowbone marrowbone so which was an older it was an older um a little bit older a couple years ago it came out um but i do want to talk about that film so um yeah the director on it's fine doubtful possible but you know we'll try we'll see we'll try we'll see what happens um shout out bograph bograph.com we're sponsoring our butts. <laughs> I really thought more was happening there, but okay. So, um, yeah, that's our show, and we appreciate you, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.